There's rumors swirling saying that Alex Debrinkhead could possibly be traded to the New Jersey Devils for the second overall pick. Now, here's the thing. A duo of possibly Heischer and Cat, or maybe Hughes and Cat, would definitely be a sight to behold, and I would pay top dollar to watch it. However, is he worth the second overall pick? That's where I ponder, because I feel as though as great a player as he is for the Chicago Blackhawks right now, I just feel as though that he's sort of on the fence when it comes to trading away the second overall pick, similar to how I felt about the whole Kevin Fiala situation. So what do I mean by that? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So today we are going to talk silly season. We're going to talk about Alex DeBrinkett and rumors circulating as to whether or not he will remain with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Speaking of which, we'll talk about the Blackhawks rebuild situation, and we'll also discuss the Devils' second overall pick and would I want to bring Kent on the Devils roster and how much would it hypothetically cost to obtain him? And is it all in all worth the second overall pick? Because I was able to dig up a couple articles from the hockey writers and also Hawks insider that provided some more information. So we'll take a look at those. So first let's talk about the Devils second overall pick. So here's the thing. Tom Fitzgerald has made it no secret that he is open to potentially trading away the second overall pick in this year's NHL draft. Obviously it is a, high draft pick. So my overall mentality with it is that we got to treat it like a loaded gun because, you know, it could go real bad real quick, to, just to put it that simply, because, you know, we can either draft either Slavkovsky or maybe Cooley, and they could definitely be impact players down the line, and we can develop them in Utica or whatever the case might be. And then uh, as for trading away, maybe we could obtain a high-end player that can make an impact ASA now and take the New Jersey Devils to the next level. So, you know, I've been hearing rumors saying that maybe the Devils will try to get on the phone with the Calgary Flames and, you know, question about uh, Matthew Kachuk and maybe could uh, Tom Fitzgerald try to pursue his family member to come to the Prudential Center and suit up for the Devils. And then obviously you guys seem to be down with maybe trading away uh, the second overall pick to Vancouver to get Quinn Hughes. So that way we can have the Hughes brother trio in New Jersey. But uh, I'm a little hesitant on that as well. But the, the overall consensus is that you guys would not want to trade the second overall pick for the services of Kevin Fiala. And I would have to agree in that instance. I feel as though the New Jersey Devils can get him for a lot less just due to the cap crunch that's going on in Minnesota right now. So overall, with the second overall pick, my overall take is that I believe the New Jersey Devils are going to more likely than not hold on to it. But I'm open to exploring all possible avenues that New Jersey can uh, go down to try to improve the roster. So I'm not uh, saying, you know, 100% hold on to it, but I'm just saying, like, let's look at all possible outcomes and solutions here. I talked to Jersey Joe about it. He believes they're going to hold on to it. Alex Javonsi from the Hockey Writers believes that the Devils are going to hold on to it. But I've also talked to a couple others, Devils personalities, who, you know, would rather trade it away and just try to get the impact player. Now, my overall thing for Tom Fitzgerald, my advice towards him is just, like, don't rush the process. If something uh, comes up and it's too good to uh, pass up, then 
by all means, trade away the second overall pick because we have a lot of talent. Utica, I talked about in the last episode when the Utica Comets lost to the Rochester Americans. So overall, I'm really excited to see what the New Jersey Devils do with the second overall pick, whether or not they trade it away. I don't know, but, you know, I, we can use Slavkovsky or maybe Cooley on this roster. But overall, uh, I, I'm excited to see what uh, July has in store for New Jersey Devils. Now, let's talk silly season because there's been a couple players rumored to maybe – uh, come over to the New Jersey Devils. And one of those rumors that are popping up just recently is Alex DeBrinket from the Chicago Blackhawks. So courtesy of Michael DeRosa, he released an article on the Hockey Writers and he talked about the overall situation that's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks right now and whether or not the New Jersey Devils could possibly exploit it. So last week in a couple episodes, I talked about the salary cap situation for about 10 NHL teams that are in the red when it comes to finance and how the New Jersey Devils could possibly exploit those teams. And you got teams like the Chicago Blackhawks. They didn't do that much better than us. I believe they had 68 points and the Devils had uh, 63. So overall, you know, uh, on paper, you might just say like, well, this is just a an even battle like you know both the Blackhawks and the Devils suck well here's the thing we're just a couple pieces away from actually maybe making a wild card spot and I genuinely believe that whereas for the Chicago Blackhawks their rebuild has just begun I remember they made a trade uh, I believe during the trade deadline that uh, maybe scratched my head a little bit and involved the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning who might realistically become back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back champions but digressing a little bit we're going to talk about the Blackhawks situation and what Michael had to say in his article he said that the Blackhawks have a major decision to make when it comes to Alex DeBrinket and his future with the club. In an ideal world, they would love to keep the 24-year-old winger around for the rebuild, yet he is also entering the final year of his contract and will be a restricted free agent once it is expires. Although the Devils, uh, excuse me, the Blackhawks will still have control over his rights, he is also getting closer to unrestricted free agency eligibility. Thus, ex extension talks occur this summer. He's only open to a short-term extension. They may feel forced to move on from him. So my thing with players for New Jersey Devils is that it cannot be a temporary situation. It does have to be long-term, and that's one of the issues that the Chicago Blackhawks are having, especially since you just read the or you just read the article via uh, of me speaking it out, which was that you know DeBrincat is a you know fast approaching becoming an unrestricted free agent. So that's the overall question I have because right now uh, at the conclusion of this season, he's in year two of three of his contracts and so next year will be uh, the final year of his contract. So that obviously does raise some question marks, but you know, he is a good player, but I do have my uh, concerns, but we'll talk about that a little later in the episode. And then um, when talking about the Chicago Blackhawks and their rebuild in general, Michael touched on the fact that the Blackhawks are rebuilding and wouldn't be surprising to see them pursue a move for the second overall pick due to the Seth Jones trade last summer. They lost their first round pick for this year to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Furthermore, with the Minnesota Wild uh, falling to the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the playoffs, the Blackhawks will not be receiving a conditional first rounder from Marc-Andre Fleury trade. With all of this, GM Kyle Davidson recently made it known that the club is looking to get back into the first round of the draft. So here's my thing for the New Jersey Devils. You can get a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that's, I don't think, in the red when it comes to the salary cap, but you can exploit a team like that because you just uh, heard it from Michael from the Hockey Writers. He said that the Chicago Blackhawks are looking to get back into uh, the draft because they, they traded for Seth Jones and 
they had to give up a, a first round pick. Now that belongs to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And now uh, due to uh, what happened in the playoffs between the Wild and the Blues, they don't receive any conditional uh, first round picks from the Minnesota Wild via that Mark andre Fleury trade. So, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks aren't really in an ideal circumstance because they're obviously in rebuild mode. And I also heard that there were maybe speculations as to maybe Patrick Kane could be dealt away um, during the course of the season. I don't know how true they were, but that that's basically what I just heard. So please don't shoot the messenger. But overall, the Chicago Blackhawks are not in an ideal circumstance, and the New Jersey Devils could try to exploit that. Now, is Alex DeBrincat the answer that the New Jersey Devils need? Because I feel as though he could fit in quite well with the New Jersey Devils because he does provide a decent amount of offense, and I feel as though, you know, adding him to the top six could definitely do wonders for the New Jersey Devils moving forward. He's 24 years of age. He's an assistant captain with the organization, so he'll fit right in. He turns uh, 25 in December. So here's uh, the, the stats from uh, this past season for DeBrincat. He appeared in 82 games. He had 41 goals, 37 assists for a grand total of 78 points. So in terms of sliding him into the New Jersey Devils' roster and where he would be, I'd say, like, you either put Jesper Bratt and Nico Heischer on the second line, and then you put DeBrincat on the first line with Jack Hughes, or you can mix and match a little bit. So, obviously, Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, those are your two centers. So, you leave Jack Hughes on the top line, and maybe you pair alongside Hughes and uh, Bratt on the top line. And then for Heischer and DeBrincat, you know, you still got a match made in heaven. You've still got a decent amount of offense because one of the issues that Heischer had – Last season was that, um, you know, the reason why Jesper Bratt had to be moved down to the second line was because the New Jersey Devils were a little too top heavy and they needed more offensive uh, consistency. So, you know, Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt were able to get their uh, well-respected numbers while being paired alongside the top line. However, Nico Heischer, he, he didn't really have many tools to work with, and he was struggling to get his numbers, and people were starting to realize that. So separating Jesper Bratt and uh, Jack Hughes was the best-case scenario for the New Jersey Devils, so that way they got more offensive production. And it goes back to an episode that I did just recently, which is the New Jersey Devils need more options at the forward position. And, you know, Alex DeBrincat being young, he would fit right in with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Devils, the youngest team in the NHL, so... Uh, I think DeBrincat would fit uh, in well with the New Jersey Devils. I'm not denying that, but is he worth the second overall pick? And now, before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first live read this morning, and it's from a partner that has a product that I literally use every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be happy. I have trouble sleeping at night, and this stuff is great. So what is this stuff, you might be asking? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and aptogens to help start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all things so here's the thing with ag1 it's a lifestyle that's friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness it's the one thing uh with uh, athletic greens is that it uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing so here's the thing uh you need to reclaim your health and 
arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. So, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sport betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB scores, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get back to this silly season discussion, shall we? I'm a little hesitant in that regards because one of the things that I talked about uh, in a more recent episode about the second overall pick is that you got to be very careful of who you trade for because a few years ago, the New Jersey Devils traded the ninth overall pick for the services of Corey Schneider. And how did that turn out? That did not turn out too well for New Jersey, I'll tell you that. So th- that raises the the red flag, which is, are you willing to trade? Where am I getting at this? Well, here, here, here's what I'm saying. Like, would you be willing to trade a second overall pick for a young upcoming player who does have a lot of upside, but at the same time, he's still trying to find his niche a little bit because uh, DeBrincat made his NHL debut during the 2017 and 2018 season. And, you know, throughout the course of his career, um, he's had respectable numbers. And, you know, the past two years, he's actually been doing pretty well because during the shortened uh, year back in 2020 and 2021, Uh, He appeared in 52 games. He had 32 goals, 24 assists for a grand total of 56 points. And this season, I told you, he improved on those numbers. And my overall thing for for, for DeBrincat is that, yes, he has a lot of upside. But my thing is, like, he's still young. He's still developing. And there's no guarantee that, you know, he's going to be, you know, on the upward um, development, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I don't think that's the established player that we're looking for, if that makes sense. It goes back to the overall circumstance with uh, Kevin Fiala, which is Kevin Fiala is a great player, but are you willing to take that kind of risk? Because when we're looking at someone like Matthew Kachuk, there's no ants, ifs, or buts about it. Matthew Kachuk would dominate with the New Jersey Devils. It doesn't matter what system you put Kachuk in. I think he's going to do just as well, and he's going to get his numbers. But for someone like Kevin Fiala, you know, 25 years of age, he's from Switzerland, so, you know, you, you do put that into a factor with uh, with uh, Nico Heischer. But the thing about, with Kevin Fiala is that, you know, his numbers this year were good. He was on a contract year, and he was trying to prove his worth. But, you know, when you look at last year, he appeared in 50 games, had 20 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 40 points. And then the season prior – 64 games, 23 goals, 31 assists for a grand total of 54 points. So it goes back to that overall uh, that overall statement that I've been trying to make, which is, you know, when you look at some of these young guys, you got to just, like, think long-term. Like, this is the second overall pick we're talking about. So you got to try to treat this like a loaded gun because, uh, like I mentioned early on in the episode, this can either go really well or really bad, and this is the kind of move that gets people fired. So uh, Tom Fitzgerald should definitely take that into consideration. But overall, you know, this is an opportunity for the New Jersey Devils to try to maybe, you know, exploit a team like the Chicago Blackhawks because they talked about Alex DeBrincat and his overall contract situation, which is he's eligible to become an unrestricted free agent in not so distant future. And, you know, there's and I'm sure the Blackhawks would love to keep him around and just, you know, 
because uh, he's young and he can develop. He's an assistant captain. But, you know, does he want to stay with the Chicago Blackhawks long term? And that's the overall question that you have to ask. And um, Hawks Insider also talked about it a little bit. So uh, in, in their article, they said DeBrincat is only 24 years old and has 6.4 million cap hit through next season. The New Jersey Devils have a huge 25.3 million bankroll to add players and could easily afford to bring Ket's salary. The main reason the Devils will have so much cap space is due to the salary of $9 million, which will expire for unrestricted free agent P.K. Subban. So once again, the Devils will have the money to roll, but you do need to uh, take into consideration that they still got to re-sign uh, Pavel Zaka because they got to use him as a pawn in trade deals and negotiations. Then the big one, you got to sign Jesper Brad to a long-term deal. I'm already hearing what the contract is going to look like, and it's you know not going to come cheap. And uh, Jesper Brad has definitely earned every single penny because it was a contract year for him, and he was able to capitalize on it. And then you got to take into consideration as well that Miles Wood might have no choice but to accept the qualifying offer. So he's not going to be all that expensive. But you know uh, the Devils are not afraid to spend cap this year. I think that's the main takeaway for this offseason and the New Jersey Devils um, will love to like, you know, add just a player or two just to, um, you know, get back into the running and just try to make the playoffs because the, the Devils uh, the past like 10 years, like the last time they made a deep playoff run was back in 2012 when they went to the Stanley Cup finals and lost to the LA Kings. And then a few years ago when they uh, got in the first round by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, the Devils are just itching to get back into contention once again. And my overall thing with the second overall pick is a golden opportunity to try to take our team to another level. Now, I, I get that a lot of you like Slavkovsky. I like him. I like Cooley as well. But at the same time, it's just like we've been doing this for how many years? We've been doing this for like a decade now, and we have the second overall pick. This is not going to happen too often, but I'm not saying use it on someone like Alex DeBrincat. It, it's just not worth it, in my opinion. And Hawks Insider also uh, wrote an article in regards to like you know, what could a trade package look like and uh, would I accept it? Um, you know, I'm a little hesitant because here's what the potential trade package would look like. So th they said that a, a couple of prospects might come into play, including Shakir Mukamadoulin and Nolan Foote. And uh, the big one might be Yegor Sharangovich. However, I'm sure the New Jersey Devils in an ideal circumstance would try to include Pavel Zaka instead of Yegor Sharangovich. But obviously, when you're rebuilding like the Chicago Blackhawks, you're probably not going to roll the dice on someone like Pavel Zaka. You might much rather prefer someone who is young and has a lot more upside and potential to prove because at this point, Pavel Zaka is ruined good. So you can't really do much with him. He still can, you know, revive his career. But at the same time, the New Jersey Devils have been very patient with Pavel Zaka. But ultimately, at this point, he's nothing more than just a trade pawn. And then with Yegor Sharangovich, is like he's young. He's had a couple of respectable years for the New Jersey Devils, so it's just like maybe he could also play a factor. But once again, the big thing would be the second overall pick, Shakir Mukhamadoulin or Nolan Foote, some of those type of prospects. I'm sure the Devils would be willing to trade away any prospect not named Luke Hughes or Alexander Holtz in an ideal circumstance once again. So would I want to get Alex DeBrincat to the New Jersey Devils? The answer is yes, but I just feel like he is not the type of player you trade the second overall pick for. So once again, you know, I said I said that maybe you could trade for someone like Matthew Kachuk, and you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Trey, Matthew Kachuk and Alex DeBrincat are both 24 years of age. Why would you, like, say, like, you would much rather take uh, Matthew Kachuk, and why are you critiquing Alex DeBrincat about his age? Well, here's the thing. Yes, age is important, but the thing with Matthew Kachuk is that he took his game to not only a new level, he took it to, like, new heights. Like, 
five steps ahead because this season, Matthew Kachuk had 104 points, 42 goals, 62 assists, and he dressed in all 82 games. Has ever reached 100 points. Not Patrick Eliash, not Taylor Hall, despite winning the Hart Trophy. And uh, the next big hope to possibly get 100 points is probably Jack Hughes, which he could potentially get next year, but digressing a little bit, which is, you know, there's levels to this. And I feel the same way with uh, Alex DeBrincat, which is like, yes, he's on a respectable level. And, you know, the same could be said for someone like Kevin Fiala, who's 25 years of age. So, you know, I am looking at age, but I'm also looking at like, you know, long-term solutions for the New Jersey Devils. Like this player has to be like top notch, like someone who could take our organization to another level and also commit it because that's another big thing because, you know, last year we talked about uh, the overall contract situation for um, Matthew Kachuk and why it could potentially be a salary dump kind of deal for the Calgary Flames because, you know, I believe they're in the yellow when it comes to finance and definitely uh, become a factor. But at the end of the of the playoffs, because, you know, the uh, Calgary Flames are still competing, uh, Matthew Kachuk is set to be a restricted free agent. So, you know, just putting that out there a little bit, which is like, can you convince like um, him to sign long term? That's the big if. And if you can, then that's the kind of player you take a risk on with the second overall pick. Whereas for someone like Alex DeBrinket, he's done pretty respectable. But I just feel as though we could get his type of production and his numbers from someone like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, or maybe even Alexander Holtz in a few years, quite honestly. So, you know, while Alex DeBrincat, he's a respectable player, he's a good player, I would love to have him uh, play for the New Jersey Devils under the right circumstance, but trading the second overall pick just seems a little too risky this time around. Like, he's on the brink of, like, you know, would, would I trade the second overall pick for his services? He, he is a captain, four years of age. He's uh, shown signs of improvement, but the thing is, like, let, let's face it, like, you know, what one of the reasons why you don't want Kevin Fiala is just because you don't want to trade away the second overall pick. But Kevin Fiala w- uh, had better numbers than Alex DeBrincat this season uh, from a point standpoint. So, you know, in 82 games, uh, Fiala had 85 points. But at the same time, you guys don't want to trade the second overall pick for that. So I feel the same way with Alex DeBrincat. And I just feel as though, you know, uh, under the right circumstance, I just feel like, you know, getting his services just – it would be good for New Jersey Devils. Like I said, he would be a top six player. He can definitely give us more depth. He could give us more scoring options because one of the major issues for Devils this season is that, you know, outside of our big three, we weren't able to get consistent point production. So, you know, the next people in line were Dawson Mercer and Yegor Sharangovich, and there's question marks going into next season because I really need them to, you know, improve a little bit more, especially Sharangovich since he's entering year three. And then for Dawson Mercer, I really don't want him to hit like the sophomore slump similar to Ty Smith. So overall, guys, it's like, you know, would I want to bring Kent on the roster? The verdict on my end is not for the second overall pick. I feel like we could do so much better, but he is a good player and he does have a lot of upside and he has shown signs of improvement, but I just feel like that's way too much of a wild card. So, you know, when I put out that that poll on Twitter, you know, you guys were like, um, you guys were like, uh, we would want the second overall pick for the services of Matthew Kachuk. Like that's what we'd be willing to trade away because Matthew Kachuk can shape our organization overnight. And if he was to have the same numbers, like he is now in New Jersey, which I presume he would no ands, ifs or buts about it. Then I feel as though, you know, that that's definitely a steal for the New Jersey devils and, you know, love Slavkovsky. I love Cooley, but at the same time, 
Matthew Kachuk we're talking about. And he is young and he is taking his game to new heights. And he could definitely add a lot more scoring because he could pick up the pace for two players, quite honestly. Whereas for someone like DeBrincat, I just feel as though we could get that same type of production from maybe Jesper Bratt, uh, Jack Hughes when he's fully healthy. So my overall thing for this type of silly season uh, discussion scenario, you know, uh, I, I got the, the sources from Hawks Insider and the Hockey Riders. It's interesting. It's intriguing. But if I'm the New Jersey Devils, if I really want to bring Ken, and I know this is going to be tough because the Blackhawks have, you know, pretty much uh, made it clear that they want to get back into the first round of the draft. You know, it's just like um, try to see if you could convince them, like, we'll give you a couple of high end prospects. And, you know, maybe a, 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 an everyday player like Zaka or maybe Sharon Govich. I'd be willing to part ways with Sharon Govich for Debrinkat, quite honestly. But, you know, I, I, that would be somewhat of a blow. But ultimately, it's just like, you know, that second overall pick is just like it, it's it's good and bad. It's a curse and a blessing in my eyes because it's just like we're, now we're in an, a, a very interesting circumstance, which is do you trade that away and try to get a player that can help change our organization overnight? Or do you hold on to it because – Here's the thing, you know, I saw someone say that maybe Slavkovsky will be ready to play in the NHL right away. I don't think uh, rushing him is the answer. <laughs> and, and even if we did put him in the NHL, you know, I don't think he's going to, like, light the league on fire. That's my personal opinion. I feel as though we should take our time w with whoever we draft, whether it's, like, Cooley or Slavkovsky or if, or, or if the Montreal Canadiens show up to the draft drunk and pass up on Shane Wright, then, you know, maybe Shane Wright, but the Devils don't need it don't need any more centers. That's why I don't really want Cooley on the roster either. But overall, it's just like, um, you know, I, I, I think that the, the Devils just should, you know, look at all the circumstances in, in this uh, kind of uh, silly season scenario. And I feel like DeBrinkett, he's a good player, but just not worth the second overall pick. But that's my overall take for today. So leave your comments down below. Would you want Alex DeBrinkett on the roster? Is he worth the second overall pick? Did I miss something? So um, let me know what you guys think. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, make sure you hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 and also the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.